podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Viewers and listeners, and welcome to your Wednesday Axon Bulletin. My name's Kevin Graham, and this is the Bulletin which has been ambushed by birthday cakes on many, many occasions, as our stomachs will attest to. Lads, as usual, I'm joined by Brian and Colin, and I'm not going to lie, Brian, eh? I'm buzzing like an old faulty fridge here. I'm really, really buzzing like a faulty fridge. How are you? How are you today? Oh, I'm, I'm great, mate. I've been, um, I, the nerves kicked in yesterday afternoon, actually. Um, so I've been starting to count the minutes. So um, it's just, I keep looking at the beers in the fridge and, and just waiting for the appropriate time to get them opened and, and get the music on. So I can't wait. Um, I'm so excited. Um, and I think we've got reason to be excited as well, confident. Colin, I've, I've, I've already got the feeling that this day's moving extremely slow as I'm trying to go through my work before logging off time at about half four, five o'clock. I keep on looking at the clock and it feels like I've already done a day's shift and and it was only like 10 o'clock this morning. Yep. I know the feeling. This is, um, you're either one or two people on a day like today. You're either this sort of confident not not so much arrogant, but you've got this sort of self-belief and I respect those people to the hilt because I am the nervous wreck CSC. I, I hate these games. I hate the build-up to them. The only time that I'm ever comfortable is when the game is finished and Celtic have got the points. And until then, nah, just don't talk to me. This is going to be an awkward hour for myself. <laughs> an, an awkward hour. We'll try, to, we'll try to make it as smooth as possible for you, Colin. Eh? Before we discuss what we're going to discuss, eh, please subscribe and give us a like below. Eh, we've had hundreds of thousands of new viewers over the last four weeks, and our sus- subscriber numbers are going through the roof. So just please watch, like, and subscribe, and that would be brilliant. Now, over the next hour or so, we're going to discuss Japan, face masks, private jets, transfer windies. 
you name it, we're going to discuss it, and we also will take your viewers' questions as well. So get them in via via whatever whatever channel that you're actually watching on. There's too many; I can't actually remember them all. <laughs> but but just get your questions in, and we'll try and answer them to the best of our ability. Jamie Young comes in and says, "I'm a nervous wreck." Uh, I'm no nervous. I'm no nervous at all. But what will actually start with first? The transfer window still shut, so we'll start with not the ten o'clock news, and we'll just have a wee, we'll just have a wee tidy up of the stuff that that's actually happened for Monday night. Uh, last week, before Montgomery had done something wrong to get sent to Kilmarnock, he's actually ended up going to Aberdeen. Colin, I think this is a better move for the lad. I think it's a far better move than going down to the Championship. It is a better move, but what I was really disappointed in is the response from the Aberdeen fans to his signing. It was almost met with a negative light, and I'm going, what, what did you really expect? I mean, they keep going on about how, oh, it's another Celtic loanee, it's, we've not even got the option to buy, and I'm going, well, how much would you value the player at? Well, I spoke on the state of Scottish football with, with Glenn, who's a big Aberdeen fan, runs red tinted glasses, and we're talking about when um, Mickey Johnson was linked. And I says, well, if you were to include an option to buy, how much would you reckon it would be included for? And he says, ah, oh, probably just above six figures. Now, this is the difference. There's no way that Celtic were going to let someone like Mikey Johnson or Adam Montgomery have an option to buy for as low as like £100,000 up to Aberdeen. And if that's the sort of budget they've got to spend, then they, they should be... I'm not saying they should be so gracious and they should be bowing down to us at the fact that we've given them a player, but this, this is a guy that's going to go and improve their squad. This is someone that's going to help build for their European aspirations. But because it's a Celtic player, and I, I would be imagining it's the exact same as if it was a Rangers player as well, there's almost like a snobbery up there to the fact of, well, we've got to go and take somebody from Celtic. It's just except the guy's going to add something to the squad. They've done the exact same when Scott Brown signed for them, and now he's the best thing since sliced bread. So just actually get over yourselves and accept that this boy's going to add something to your squad between now and Jan, eh, between now and uh, June. I hope that he's got it written into his contract that he's got to get a certain amount of game time because that's the only way <laughs> that um, Celtic should be putting these guys out there is to, if they go to teams that don't necessarily want them, is to make sure they've got to play every single week. I did see that. What you're saying, Colin, is shut at Aberdeen. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, just be quiet. I did see a comment when there when was one an Aberdeen fan who actually says, when are we going to stop developing players for Celtic? Well, come on, the hoops comes in and says, Ryan Christie went to Aberdeen a few years back and he done him well. Well, we could use the same argument that we developed Ryan Christie for Bournemouth. It's just the way that things happen in football. That's the way football works. Brian, uh, I'm going to come to you with this one. Uri Gide went to KSV Oost End and the Oost Enders have got an option to buy after after getting... After, is that not a nickname? That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the new BBC <laughs> documentary on them. <laughs> uh, they've got an option to buy. I'm surprised that they've got an option to buy. I I'm really are. What does that say about Uri Gide's future at the club? Um, first of all, I feel like Oost Enders should be the Belgian Celtic fans... To be honest, I'm most surprised it's an option to buy. I, I've said for the start, I never really thought he looked comfortable. I think there's potential there, but I, I, I think there's an option to buy. It'd be significantly better than the Jack Henry option to buy. 
Um, but the benefit of going there is it's a good standard of football and they seem to develop players really well. So it's a good move for him. I think it's a decent move for Celtic. And then I suppose the option to buy, it, it probably says that he's, he's no part of the team moving forward, isn't it? And to be honest, it, there was question marks when he came in. Um, same as with Liam Shaw. I know Liam Shaw was in before Postacoglu, but Nuri Gidi came in. There was question marks over did he really sign him? Was he already in the works and stuff? And this might be an indication that actually he's not going to feature. It could be, Colin. What, what do you think about that? I, I was surprised when the, the option to buy was announced on the Oostenders website. I'm, I'm gone with it. I'm keeping gone with it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I was, I was annoyed. I was actually quite taken aback, and there was part of me a bit of annoyed because the ninety minutes we saw him against Betis, he did look a player. But what, what does this actually say about how Postacoglu sees him? <coughs> well, look, Postacoglu sees him week in, week out in training, and if he was up to the standard of our squad, considering the amount of injuries we've had this year, then he'd have been in and around the, the bench or he'd have been given some game time before now. I think that sort of tells you how far it is. I mean, he had that performance against Betis, but you do have to remember for the first 45 minutes, he looked as if he'd never kicked a ball before. It was the second 45 minutes when he really came onto mm-hmm. a game, he put himself about. And look, it's not going to do him any harm. He hasn't actually had a lot of first-team minutes even when you go back to his time at Sheffield Wednesday, I think he maybe only played a dozen games before he came up to Celtic. It's not as if he's a, a regular starter. Someone's going to actually tell me how many games it is, but I, I'm saying about a dozen. It's probably a bit more than that. Um, the guy's getting over there. He's getting a chance to experience playing football week in, week out, which we can't offer him at the minute. And at the end of the day, if the deal suits both parties, then the deal will be done at the end of the season. I think everybody's sort of concerned about the the sort of Jack Henry situation Mm -hmm. repeating itself, but there's a lot of revisionism about Jack Henry. I remember being at Partick Thistle that day that he could not control that ball, and it took him five or six attempts to do so. Jack Henry just never suited Celtic. He never suited the, the way that we wanted to play. And you look at him and he's went on and had a, a good career over in Belgium. Fair play to him. Not everybody's going to be good enough to make that step up to play for Celtic. Maybe Ozazi was never going to be good enough either and he can go on and have a career elsewhere. Good luck to the boy. If he's good enough, we can maybe take a look at him in the summer. And if not, then we're probably going to make a profit off the transfer. What more can you ask for? Uh, as, a, uh, as we say good luck to the guy I mean, we all want him to be a success at Celtic but if that's not going to happen it's not going to happen um, but uh, good luck to him he's made that big step going to, going to Belgium to actually get games of football and there's some of them some guys in your squad Brian who didn't want to make a step to get games of football uh, judging by some of the players that didn't leave during the transfer window uh, one of the main ones I found I found it interesting yesterday Brian that Postacoglu when he was talking about sorrow he says the work permit was a problem not the fact that the player didn't want to move we just he just couldn't get the work permit done in time but interestingly enough he did say that there's still markets open where where sorrow Ayeti and Barkas could still actually move to. Um, Ayeti as well, seemingly not not back a, a move to Bal uh, because of the wages. Um, can you see any of those frees moving on in those markets? Are still, I think Austria, Switzerland, I think the USA is still open as well, and Russia uh, are the four markets I can think of the top of my head that are still open. Um, I think Soros on the move. 
when when Poster Coggle says that yesterday, it says to me that, that Sorrow's on the move. Yeah, I get that impression. I think both him and Barkas will, will go. Um, Ayeti, I think Wages could be a stumbling block because of the type of clubs that are available and the market's available would intimate that they're not going to offer him the wages we would offer. So that could be an issue if he's on particularly high wages. There's two of them. There's two of them there for me. Barkas and Ayeti are probably sitting on the best contracts they'll ever get in their professional career. I get the impression though we 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 Barkas. He'll probably want to move on. I think Ayeti might ride it out, but by Barkas is I think he's a bit older, isn't he? Twenty-five or twenty-six. He'd probably want to play football and get back into the national team. Um, whereas Ayeti, I don't know. I don't know the guy, obviously, but. I still expect Barkas to move on, and I think Sorrell definitely move on. And then there's the loan markets are stopped as well, aren't they, for some some mm-hmm. places? You might even see going alone to the end of the season with options to buy. That could be that could be another thing you see as well. It could well be, Colin. The Sorrell deal did have an option to buy. I can't remember the name of the club in the Netherlands, so you need to you need to forgive me about that. But that did have an option to buy as well, and that mm-hmm. seemed to be Celtic's go-to. Eh? This window when they were trying to get rid of these these on the fringes first team players. If you're taking them on loan, you're taking them with an option to buy. Yeah, and you've got to remember it's just an option. There's no obligation there, so there's every chance these teams could come back, but. Um, sorry, these players could come back to our team, but I think it just it's a thing that's becoming more and more common now. These option to buy loans. Um, previously, before it was always a case of oh, we've got them for six months. Much was he going to be worth at the end of the six months? I remember us kind of kicking about for about two or three months, thinking right, if we spend six million pound here, we're going to get Craig Bellamy because he had such a great loan spell, and then they went to. Blackburn for roughly about that fee so you knew what the fee was but there was never the option there to buy now it's kind of you've got first refusal I, I, I mean we saw how much we're convinced that Jota will be the one to make the move to Scotland because we've got this option to buy but at the end of the day I mean it's, it's down to the player as well it's up to him whether he wants to make that move and it'll be up to Sorrow whether he's a good six months over uh, wherever he ends up or if he's a terrible six months, he'll, he'll stay in Scotland. There's not a lot to it. It's just a sort of, here's a, a 5% help towards getting him at the end of the day. It's, it's a deal for both clubs, ain't it, Brian? If you look at we could benefit with the Yacht deal, that we have got a guaranteed option to buy. Donny Boy comes in and tells us that Sweden's open till March and Belgium till the end of February. So, And it's the same with Cameron Carter-Vickers, but even though that one seems a bit more woolly of what the actual fee is going to be for Cameron Carter-Vickers, because let's, let's no beat about the bush, we want both of them. We want both of them to actually mm. stay longer, to, longer terms at, at Celtic. Overall, Brian, what's your thoughts about this window? Has it been a good window for Celtic? I think it's been excellent. I think um, Atati Maeda and Gucci, well, Gucci we've not seen much of, but Atati Maeda certainly seems as if they're going to make a big impact. I think Hatati usually hit the ground running. He scored an absolute screamer against Hearts, obviously. Um, Manny Match in his first game. I think the boy already, he's one to watch. I think there's a real player there as well. Um, just for his first couple of appearances, he just got a sort of Real, real hard worker, real, the way he takes the ball in, can turn, pick a pass, very confident. Um, and some of the passes he was playing in such an intense environment in front of fans, big crowd of fans for the first time, um, I think he really benefits, especially at his age. So 
Yeah, I think the, the strong transfer window for us. I think we've done the business quickly. We've got the players in up and running quickly. There's no last-minute loan deals for something that may or may not fit the system. We know what we've got. We know what we've got longer term. I think it's been excellent. And in terms of the players going out, obviously, when you mentioned Jota and TCV, I'm still slightly concerned that we're relying on the likes of Bolingoli, Ayeti, Barkas, Soro, and whoever else going out before to put the money aside to buy both. I think they buy one, not the other at the moment, if I'm honest. Um, because I think if you look at the money Postacoglu spent compared to the money that came in for transfers in the summer, we're actually still in profit. You know, we're, we're actually made money, believe it or not. Um, and I think that's still an appropriate business model for a business the size of Celtic or a club the size of Celtic. So I think that you, you see... Yeah, I think you see Jota coming in. I don't know about CCV unless there's movement. But all in all, very successful transfer window and really pleased with the business in terms of not just the players, but how we went about getting them and the type of guys. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. I mean, O'Reilly's a, a great talker, seems a lovely guy. Um, Hatati Maeda seems to fit the culture right away as well. So he's an incredibly clever man in terms of the type of people CC brings in, the players. Mm-hmm. Colin, what's your thoughts overall about the transfer window? Uh, yeah, um, overall it was good to get the the business done early doors. I mean, usually you're kind of getting towards that last week in um, January and you're thinking, oh no, right, we still need this, we still need that. And I, I think most of us were still along those lines where although we got so much business done early doors, we're still going, I could really do with an extra player here or we could do an extra player there. So we're not quite into this new recruitment system that we've brought in um, and you could tell that on the last day of the window when I think everybody was still refreshing Twitter and all the forums just in case something was, was coming, but I don't think it was ever going to be on the cards. Uh, it was the most calm I've been on deadline day for, for a uh, number of years. I, I, I didn't feel like, I felt like we had the business done. Uh, O'Reilly was a surprise to me. It was, uh, I really did think Riley McGree was something that presented itself rather than planned. But the fact is, it looked like we were planning for another midfielder to come in. Well, with the fact that uh, O'Reilly's came in, I agree with Brian, he looks an utterly fantastic player. And he, the two games that he's had against Hearts at Tynecastle and, and at Dundee United at Celtic Park, he showed glimpses. But what I love about him is his wild eye wonderment at the passion of Scottish football. <laughs> you can just see him looking about going, this is unbelievable. And like, at the final whistle on a on Saturday, we, he was just having a look about it and he couldn't believe the stadium. The stadium was utterly rocking on, on, on Saturday as well. All our problems weren't going to be fixed in this window and yeah. and we're still a work in progress and we'll get on to the team. I mean, what, what I loved and about the team on Saturday was the te- out of the 10 players that finished the game, there was only... Greg Taylor and Ben Doak had been at the club more than six months. Crazy, isn't it? 
that is utterly mental when you actually start thinking about it. And Ben Doak is like, no, you were, you're just on 16, mate. You, you weren't even considered in the first team squad last year. But that that and but it was it was the way that they kept on going for that last minute winner in the traditional Celtic way that really got got me because these guys have just bought into this club. I know James McCarthy. James McCarthy's on the park. James McCarthy knows all about Celtic, but Yota doesn't. See, Cameron Carter Vickers doesn't. Like Starfield, all the guys that were driving us forward. Like I've just bought into what Celtic is, and I found that utterly fantastic, and that's why I was over the moon when the last minute won it. Obviously, you're over the moon when a last minute winner anyway. But the fact is, when you look at that team, this is a brand new side. Now, O'Reilly's only been in the door six minutes, never mind six months. <laughs> and mm-hmm. like, what you post a call and how quickly they've jailed. You know, we I know we spoke about it before, and one of the things that I know uh, you. And, I spoke about Kev was the, the cultural aspect of Celtic and what it means to be at Celtic. And Postacoglu, right, for the start, seemed to get that right. About the humility, about the understanding of the people, about embracing the club and the, work, the hard, hard work ethic. And he's he said, you know, I want to bring people to the club, no players. And with the attitude of these guys coming in, I think you, you have to see they've all got it quickly. I think that's, it's definitely the gaffer. 100% it is. And then having guys like Callum McGregor there who... You know, post Coley waxes his lyrical about, about his, his influence in the team and the players as well. Um, even Joe Hart was the first person he mentioned. Um, I think that was because he never knew post Coley's name right enough, but um, it, it's just such an exciting time around. You can see and even the celebrations with Jota and the fans and, you know, going for it. And you can see there's a real, a real, a real shift for, for last year and the fact that there's so many players playing so well in such a short space of time um, will hopefully bear as, bear as well for um, a certain game later on, which uh, I know we're all looking forward to. I think it's time to actually talk about that against the most shameless club in world football. Uh, Sean McFadden says, today is the big day. Uh, Ryan King's looking for an early goal uh, from us. And Strange Love the Doctor comes in, hi fellas, why so serious? Rangers <laughs> have a lot more to lose than us this evening. Seamus Duffy, haven't had this belief in a long time. I think we can win be two or three tonight. Big, big question. Ange Postacoglu faced it up yesterday, Colin, in, in, in his, in his uh, press conference after the, the pictures were released of Callum McGregor running about, uh, running about, I was going to call it Barrafield there, running about Lennox Town. Um, do we risk Callum McGregor tonight? Because I know for a fact, if Ange Postacoglu asks Callum McGregor, do you want to play in a mask? Callum McGregor saying yes. And this is what we were talking about last Wednesday when I said the, the Celtic Park lights would dim, the Rey Mysterio music would hit and then would come Callum McGregor leading the boys out. But it is a, it's a massive risk. But if Callum McGregor says he wants to play tonight, do you try and stop Callum McGregor from playing? Because the the boy the man has such an I say the boy he feels like a boy because we've known him since he was a boy the way he's come through the Celtic team the man is such an influence on the way that we play and his importance to the team can't be replaced by anybody else that's fit or available for tonight's game so I I don't see any way that if Callum says he wants to play that Ange Postecoglou is going to say no you're not playing. He'll play. It might be the the wrong decision. He might not be up to it. 
the fact he was training yesterday suggests that you will see him kind of running about. He'll be fit enough to play. He's only been out, what, two weeks? He's not going to take a lot to get back up to, to match fitness. I, I, I just think it's kind of written. It's almost like Kyogo playing in the cup final, McGregor playing in this game tonight. It's just one of those things. Brian, what, am I, what I'm going to say about that, I, I, I want Callum McGregor for 18 games for now at the end of the season. We've got three competitions to play for. This is just one game. I do not want to risk him just for one game and he misses 10, 12 other games because he plays tonight. I want him from now and into the running. I would not risk Callum McGregor tonight. It's one game. I would not risk him. We have another, hopefully we have another 18, 19, 20 games to play this season. And I think we're paying big money to James McCarthy. It's time for him to step up. So it's interesting. I kind of agree with both of you, even though you disagree with each other, because if you look at, if you had a risk metric, the risks of playing Cam McGregor probably outweigh the risks of not playing him. So I think McCarthy coming in and playing the full 90 minutes at the blue against Rangers, I, I'm not convinced about that, if I'm honest. Um, I think that's riskier than playing Callum, although I do agree it's a huge risk playing Callum. Um, but I think post the has shown, sometimes to the supporters, you know, I, I was critical in the past of some of these decisions with playing players that I thought he could have arrested, but I, I think he plays his best 11 whenever it's available. I think if the players know Cal McGregor's leading them out, I think that's bound to have an influence on them, a positive one. Gordon mm-hmm. Stratton was talking about it. The players that were in the trenches with him, he said if you looked over and you could see certain players next to you, you felt all right because you sort of knew they were there and they were going to give it their all. I probably wouldn't play him because I'm more risk averse, certainly than Ange Postacoglu, but then that's why I'm uh, drink my, my can I brew and, and work on a laptop and Andrew Postacoglu's manager of the greatest football club on the planet so um, I, I think he'll start I don't know if you see the full game out I think what you might see is he might he'll maybe give him the first half and he, maybe an hour and let him go for it and then consider replacing him if he thinks he's more up to it I don't think for a second Postacoglu will risk the player hurt himself you know if it's, a, if it's like a just back to a hamstring injury or something, or an injury like that, I could see him risking it. I think if he felt there was any danger because it'd been a head knock, I don't think he would risk him. So I think he probably he's took on medical advice that he's, he's fit to play. And if he is, I think he starts. I don't know if we finish the game, I think he starts. And that's it. Mean, sorry, it just pick up. Fine. I don't think you see the, the Rey Mysterio music, but if, imagine, imagine the reception at Parkhead tonight. The team news, Callum McGregor's leading the team. You know, if you're a Rangers player, and we know they're not a fan of, they don't really like playing in front of fans anyway, but if they're going to Parkhead and they're going, wait a minute, Cal Max back in the team, they're going to think twice as well. They're going to doubt in their mind. So I think the unquantifiable metrics, which is fan response, player response, um, overall effect and influence, I think Cal McGregor being back in is huge for us, absolutely huge, as well as the fact he's, he's, he's one of the best players in midfield I think he's right up there with the top brass I really do there was an injury sustained very similar to this by John Terry when he played for Chelsea where he, he ended up with a sort of broken uh, cheekbone and um, he came back I think it was maybe only about a week a week and a half later uh, and he played with a mask on against Valencia 
in the Champions League. Now, I know we're talking probably 10, 11, 12 years ago, but the, the idea that he was given the chance to play was because of the chance of a repeat injury like that happening being very, very rare. Now, obviously, I'd imagine that the chances probably increase a wee bit more when you're playing your biggest rivals as opposed to playing a team from another country. But with the protection that should be offered by the mask, then you'd like to think that the chance of a repeat injury in that instance would be lower. Again, no, and I think I've seen a comment coming in there, if the medical team says he's allowed to play and Callum wants to play, I don't think we've, I don't think there's an option. I think, as you say, Brian, if you put that name, Captain Callum McGregor, on the team sheet tonight, that's Celtic almost feel as if they're one nothing up before they've gone in the park. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen it before. We saw um, the Leverkusen game when nobody expected Kyogo and McGregor to actually make it and it turned out. But this time, I just thought yesterday with the way Poster Coggle was, was talking about it, he was, he was just kind of throwing it out there as if to go, he was nearly 100% sure as well about risking it. He's maybe seen, Brian, what's actually happened with Kyogo bringing him back for St. Johnson and, and they've now lost him. I mean, come on, this is nearly two months that he, hasn't, that he hasn't kicked the ball for us, even though we did have the three weeks break at that time. It's still, he's still not back, so it's still a couple of months injury that, 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 that we've lost him to. So Postacog will maybe risk a verse, but I get what Colin and you are saying. And it's what Danielle says as well. Calmac playing tonight is massive. He knows how to beat them and there isn't a lot of players in our, our team know how to do that. That is true. It's been over two years since we've actually uh, actually bet Rangers and it's now a big massive monkey on our back that we, that's another one that we need to actually cross off and we probably do need experienced players but we also need players that haven't got that pressure. The fact that we haven't bet them for two years. That, 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 that is no their gig. Whatever happens tonight in the team that I've written down, if McGregor makes it, it's only him and it's only McGregor and Taylor it's only McGregor and Taylor that are in my team that have been at the club less than six months. So it's a, it's a, it's a brand new side. Past failures are not not theirs. Uh, exactly. And what you need to remember is what he'll talk players through games. He's he's been so vocal as captain as well, and I don't think many of us expect him to be. So he guys like O'Reilly, Hitati, as much as they fit the ground running, as I've said. A camera influence, you know, Starfield can, I think, I'm not going to uh, have a go because I think he's been really good lately, but he can get a bit flustered. And I think having a guy like McGregor there to receive the ball from him, it's, it's going to be a Because that's the thing that, as much as uh, Beton's been good recently, um, nobody really, Gal McGregor's the best at coming in front of. He goes to the centre-backs and collects the ball, makes it happen. Sometimes when you start to use the centre-backs to play it out, and find the past, they can be a wee bit hesitant at times, and depending who's shown for it. So I, th- I think he's so vital to the way we're playing. And I think he's, he's got a calming influence on the squad. They all seem to really like him and respect him, and I think that's going to be key. Kyogo's plum souls comes in. If Cal plays in a mask and we win, the mask memes will be superb. I'm actually looking forward to that if that actually does happen. Uh, Owen McGrandles can work the other way. This team isn't mentally scarred. That, 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 that mm-hmm. is true. That is true. Uh, AJSC Technology, tend to agree with Kev. McCarthy has to be given the chance to big game sink or swim. He can handle it for me. And... There's a lot of comments coming in, like Michael 89s here said McGregor plays no doubt. We may as well go. 
the only other decision for me that Poster Coglu has to make is at the full back, the full full back areas, and I think and I think Saturday was very telling, Colin, that Scales and Forrest were hooked mm-hmm. at, half, at half time, and that leads me to think that Taylor and Yota are are stuck on to start. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was just one of those games. I think nothing really, really went well for Liam Scales, and he's going to have those games. He's he's looked decent in the games leading up to that. It's probably his first poor performance in a Celtic jersey he'll kind of have to look back on that and improve on it if he wants to uh, get his chance again uh, Greg Taylor came on in the second half and didn't do anything marvellous but managed to um, get his back into the game and show the sort of experience in that position which I think Scales was lacking in the first half um, and Forrest, Forrest on the left hand sides honestly is useful as a wet um uh, we call it a telegraph down here because that's a local paper, but a, a, wet, a wet newspaper. It's absolutely no good having him playing down the left-hand side. He's got a left foot, but mostly the time it's for him to stand on. He, he, he prefers cutting in and hitting it on the right, but he wasn't getting that chance on, on Saturday. He was forced left, and the crosses that were coming in, some of them were decent, but he just he doesn't look comfortable in that position. And for someone that's been at the club for that amount of time, we accommodated someone who was only just, as you say, less than six months in to play him out on the left-hand side. There could have been a bit of rotation there to give them both a chance to see what would happen. Otherwise, we're just admitting to the fact that Abad is a right winger and that's it. He's not going to play anywhere else. And it's going to be between him and Forrest as to who gets that position. There could have been other players that potentially played in that position that Forrest played in in, um, Saturday, but you saw the difference when Jota came on. Jota was far more comfortable in that position, far more comfortable about taking his man on uh, and far more comfortable kind of. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. This week on the Marketer's Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, direct to consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeart Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Like, being on the park for us just looked as if he was looking for the halftime whistle to go and that was it. He was desperate to go off that park at halftime because it it wasn't as if he didn't want to be here. He just doesn't want to play left left side. So we've had this experiment with him for the best part of 18 months now. I think it's maybe time to admit that he's just not capable of playing there. On on Saturday before I went into the game, I bumped into Declan. And uh, he wasn't away the president of Albania or anything like that. He was just Declan. He was just going into the stadium and I had a wee blather with him. And I did actually say I wasn't surprised the two fullbacks were changed on Saturday because I think Ange Postacoglu trusts the four guys that he's got to play fullback that he can actually bring them in and out. But 
towards the tail end of that first half, I thought Scales and Forrest started getting a bit of an understanding. So I was really surprised they didn't get the 10, 15 minutes into the second half to try and get that understanding going again. But obviously, Postacoglu just said, no, I'm actually changing that. that that's not working. Uh, Juranovic starts at right back. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Brian, eh? I don't, I don't think there's any argument with that. Juranovic has now, for me, cemented themselves as Celtic's first choice right back. You're right about the fact he's first choice right back. I think if McGregor doesn't start, Juranovic might go into the six, which I know is controversial. But I think he's played before in the number six a couple of times. Um, I think he's former manager at league. I was saying he's really comfortable in that position. So I think if McGregor and this is just me telling for you hat stuff, but I think if McGregor doesn't start, I think Juranovic moves into the number six with Alston at right back. Um, just purely because as well, I think Ralston and Abada have actually got a better relationship than the right than, than uh, Juranovic and Abada at times. Although, at last night, I love Juranovic and I think he's an excellent player, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if he pulls a wee rabbit at heart and, and switches Juranovic's position um, if McGregor um, doesn't make it. So that's just my wee, my wee controversial ball. I don't know what happened, um, but. I've just got to be feeling he might do something like that out, and if he does, that changes the, the right back option. But if it's if we're we're making the assumption that McGregor or McCarthy start as a six, then I think it's very clear that Juranovic is his first choice, and that's in no I way disrespectful to Ralston because I think if Ralston starts, I'd be quite as comfortable. But I would Juranovic is better. Taylor, I think he's there's always a question mark over Taylor, but. I said it last week, and I think the week before, he's definitely the best left back at the club. Might not be the, the like that we need going forward, but he's the best we have at the moment. And I, I like I like big skills. I think he's decent, but in a game like tonight, Taylor starts 100% in Juranovic right back if McGregor or eh, McCarthy starts at six. Colin, the Taylor incident looked bad on Saturday because the referee didn't blow for the free kick it was yeah. when when I think it was Mark McNulty uh, barged into the, the Dundee United player Mark McNulty barged into the back of him he did seem to dither on the ball but we says last week at, at the game against Hibs that he plays that inverted fullback very very well and he's got mm-hmm. a decent he's got a decent range of passing from the centre of the pitch and we need to get the ball forward quickly to our, our front men especially the wide front men and also on Saturday as well, the first chance Postacoglu got when the, the team was still failing, he did actually move Juranovic to right back and, mm-hmm. and, bring, and, and, bring, on, and bring on a left back to give the team more balance. I think the two full-backs picked for themselves and I, I don't think Taylor will let us down tonight. No, I think the back five picks itself. Um, Joe Hart is going to be your goalkeeper, absolutely. And I think it's Juranovic, Carter Vickers, Starfelt and Taylor. And I think when the four of them and Joe Hart play, then they've got an understanding of where each other is. And on a night like tonight, there's just absolutely no chance you can take a risk in changing it up and doing something totally different because all it all it'll take is for one mistake, get a goal behind, and in, in a game like this, you just know how more, much more difficult it is to to try and come back into it. Very few of these games end up high scoring games. They're always sort of the odd goal in it, so we can't afford to make a mistake like that. Pick the, if the back five is fit, that's the back five that plays. They've got the understanding of each other. They've got a very good defensive record. We'll just keep it the same as it is. 
Matthew Spence is talking about James Forrest. He says Forrest still not 100%. You need to consider how long he was out for, for a while with, with injuries. That is true. That We have to look at that when we're looking at the front three. But if, if we're talking about the front three that are in more form, or at least two of them are in form, there's still question marks over one of them, which will probably start tonight. You've got to say that Yota and Abada are in better form than James Forrest, Brian, and that's why they start this evening. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, I'm still a big fan of Forrest. I still think he's maybe underappreciated at times. But I agree with Colin. He's not looked great in the left. He certainly didn't look great against Dundee United. Um, Abada, you know, he's had a lot of criticism on and off. I think it's really hard to argue with his record. And actually, the past few games, he's been, he's been, he's been good. He's been decent. And I think he seems to be, I don't know, maybe finding a bit of consistency. Um, Jota, for me, is a magician. Like. He's he's so key to everything good about us. I think he's he the Rangers defence won't have faced anything like Jota. Even in even in teams that played in Europe, I don't think they've faced a, a line of him. I know much about the fixture, so I'm probably wrong, but I just think he's gonna give them a real real challenge. He's time people know it's for fun. Um big um, big GG up front. Um kind of blown hot and cold a wee bit, but I think um, I think he'll enjoy the game tonight. I think he'll enjoy the physical side, and I think you see he'll know if he scores against Rangers, everyone's on his everyone's on his side. You know, he'll be aware. He's good against Stars. Really good against Stars, actually. Uh, no great against Dundee United. If he can do something tonight, the fans will get on his side, and I think I think it's the right for him to, to show up. Um, so yes, yeah, so that's that would be my front three, and I think Mira will come off the bench, which is going to terrify you. Imagine getting 60 minutes in, you've been chasing Hitati, O'Reilly, Jota at the park, and then Mieda comes off the bench and runs at you. I think he could be key coming off the bench tonight. And I think he will be on the bench. I think Roderick will not see, but I think uh, I think Mieda, Mieda comes off the bench. Well, seemingly Maeda's flat has already flown in on a private jet and he was watching the demolition derby on repeat <laughs> on, on, on his flight back from Saudi Arabia. Uh, Colin, do you agree with that? It's, it's going to be Yota, Abada and Giorgio uh, Giacomacus. And while myself, I've got no question marks over Yota and Abada, uh, big Giacomacus uh, has, has been hit or miss over the last couple of weeks. He was great in Tynecastle when he got into a physical tussle and, and he looked well up for that physical t- tussle. And especially towards the end of the game when we, when, when we lost our legs a bit, he, he, was, he, he put in a decent shift and he was giving them problems problems uh, trying to hold the ball up in that. But the game against Dundee United on Saturday, um, he, he was he, he wasn't up to much and it was it looked like a player completely shorn of confidence when you thought he would have been going into that game with all the confidence in the world. I think maybe the fact that this was the first time that he'd started a game since um he missed that penalty against Livingston, I got a feeling that was maybe sitting on his mind. Um and it, it really shouldn't have been. Um but you could see that the first big attempt that he had when he kind of went in with uh, Segrist in the first half uh, and it kind of went the wrong side of the post. Didn't have a lot of service, it has to be said. Um, I thought on uh, Saturday the crosses were coming in, but it was only really him that was in the box. We had to get more in there to sort of attack them. So if they went over him, we was kinda, there was nobody there to pick them up. A lot of the ones kind of just kept going out the other side of the box. For me tonight... <laughs> I I still think there's a a question mark over who plays in the front three tonight and the question mark comes down to what is the fitness level of Dyson Maeda 
because he played 20 minutes over those games for Japan. He travelled back. He'll be resting now, I'd imagine. He would have been resting on his flight. These games are notoriously difficult to get up to speed when you come off the bench because they're played at 100 miles an hour. Sometimes the quality of the game is dreadful, but the speed it's played at is incredible. Can someone coming off the bench after 60 minutes get themselves up to that speed right away? Or is it better for someone like that who you know you're only going to get 60 minutes out of, like we just said with Callum McGregor, to start that game? Now, I'm not, I don't know which one of the three he'd be the one to come on for. I think the obvious one would maybe be Yakimakis. But a badder, great goal return... What is it, 20, 12 goals, 8 assists? Sometimes he just drifts out of a game. You've seen that, everybody's saying, great goal return, and you can't quite understand it because he's never always in the game. Jota, for me, is the only one of that front three who is guaranteed his jersey tonight. And if Maeda is available and he can play only 60 minutes because you're only going to get that out of him, considering the way that we tail off, on the last 25, 30 minutes of a game, I would be half tempted to start him. Colin, you, you just made the point there that I was going to make. We tail off after, we tail off after 60, 65 minutes. That's mainly down to the midfield and not having the options in the midfield to go like for like. But bringing on somebody like Maeda after 60 minutes when we're actually tailing off, I think could be, an, could be a good thing, Brian. Yeah, that that that's I get what Colin's saying like about starting, but I feel like when you we need to make changes later on in the game, the obvious one is somebody that can run into the channels because if we are starting to drop back, say McGregor, say let's let's make a couple of assumptions, let's assume McGregor starts but only lasts sixty minutes. And that's really about the time we start to sort of drift down. If you can bring an like I made it Maeda on and start just pinging diagonals, because you know, Rangers, whether we were in the game or it's still nothing each, they'll still be putting pressure at that stage. So if you that they can do the running and just press people and annoy the life at them, it does ease the pressure on the rest of the players who may be fading. So that, that would be my thinking behind it. Um, and also, I just think, the, re- the reason Colin alluded to it, actually, he really, Gigi really enjoyed the physical battle against Hearts. I think he'll certainly enjoy it against Rangers. And if he can occupy them, that's going to create space at fullback. Jota's going to rinse their right back. He's going to rinse them. There's no doubt about that. So if the centre backs are occupied, then your midfield's going to have to double up, which then makes space for Hitati and O'Reilly. And as you say, Kev, a bad can drift out of games, but that's almost harder to mark at teams because you never know when he's going to burst into life. And if you've got the if you Gigi occupying your centre halves, a badder running in, crossing, or looking for ping balls. And Jota getting doubled up on, you're losing. They're losing something in the middle of the park, and it gives space for Hatati, hopefully McGregor and O'Reilly. So I, that's why I would go with that sort of setup. I think that's the most effective. And then, if you if you if you start Maeda, who have you got on the bench that's going to come off? Forrest, McCarthy, and Gigi. That doesn't that doesn't seem a lot of energy or sort of um, running or creativity in that three. If I'm honest. So I'm no sure to have the, if that's your only bench options and say you go one down and it's nothing each, 
that that would be a hard ask to ask him to come off the bench. When at least if you get Maeda or someone of his ilk coming off, can really give you a bit of pace. And even if it's Maeda and Forrest come off, that's still a really strong dynamic. And maybe with Adam moves into the middle, so there's loads of options if he if he plays it right. But I just think if you start Maeda, I don't think he starts McGregor. I think only I think there's probably sixty minutes in each of them. But I don't think you can give them both sixty minutes and bring bring them both off. I think it'll be one or the other. The thing, I, I mean, you, you take a look at it, since Van Bronckhorst has took over at Rangers, they've scored the first goal in every single game in the league. They've won, they've scored every uh, They've scored every single goal, the, the first goal. we, The first goal tonight for us is so important. I would rather, after 60 minutes, look at the clock and say, right, it's maybe 2-0, and then we've got to defend it for half an hour, and I know we're not the best at defensiveness, but... If that's the case and your options are guys like McCarthy and Sorrow and maybe even, I don't know, either Forrest or something to come on and hit those diagonals to, at least it gives you an out ball at that point. Especially the same with putting Big Yakimakis on is the, the out ball. I think you've got to go out there and try and win this game and try and win it as soon as possible. I'd hate to be at the fact that 65-70 minutes tonight and it's still nothing each, and I'm turning to the bench, and I'm asking guys like Maeda and um, Forrest and stuff like that to get up to the speed of the game quickly. Because then, I'm, I'm say, are you not saying then that if they started, then you'd be turning around and asking guys like Jackie Marcus and McCarthy to get up to the speed of the game? Surely that's but, a risky proposition. For me, I think... You're, you're spot, if we're winning, you're spot on. If yeah. we're winning the game, you're absolutely spot on. But if we're not winning, are we getting beat at that stage? And that's your options off the bench. I don't think that's an option at all. That that is the concern, but for me, it's your strongest team that you can put out. Do you know what I mean? If if you had to like, if we take out away from the fact that Maeda's just been in Japan and McGregor's just coming back from injury, everybody that's available to play tonight is fit, right? You pick your your starting lineup of everybody that's fit, then ninety nine times out of a hundred, you've got McGregor and you've got Maeda in there. And they, they two would be off the bench. What we're looking at is guys that are coming in who were saying we might only get 60 minutes out of them. We might only get 75 minutes out of them. But the way that we've played this season, apart from Saturday, we don't really score late on. The goals kind of come up to that 65, 70 minute mark and then we tail off and we see the game out. I, I just think if you put two or three past them in the first hour, 75 minutes, you can kill that game, you can take them off, you can slow the game down, you can see the game out. Whereas I, I, I think when you get into 65, 70 minutes, a bit like Saturday, the fans were starting to get a bit agitated, they were driving the team on, but you could feel the pressure and how many people were sitting there after 80, 82 minutes thinking, we have just thrown a fantastic opportunity to cut that gap away. And I don't think many people would have seen, even in the 90th minute, a badder putting that ball in the back of the net. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022, and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, 
weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. So, uh, for me, I just want to get, maybe it's the nerves. I just want the game done. And get us <laughs> I, I want it done for half time. See if it can be three hundred and fifty minutes. I don't care who plays. You play it. Um, but uh, you're, you're, the thing is, it's, 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 it's the fact you never know on it. That's what's so exciting about tonight because you you've got options now, which we never had at the start of the season. So you know. I mean, I mentioned the demolition derby earlier on, and we're three nothing up inside twelve minutes. Now we're still asking how long is there to go. I was still there. There's been three three nothing up after twelve minutes. Uh, so it's just the nature of these games, John Francis. There is also a, there is always a curveball where Ange is concerned. Maeda, I think, will start and give us a good sixty minutes. He agrees with Colin there. McCarthy isn't up to fitness. Uh, isn't up to it fitness wise this season. I forget about him making any impact. McCarthy just can't start. It's, it's not possible against them. He slows us down. He's just not good anymore. I'm going to throw in another curveball regarding uh, James McCarthy and James Forrest, the two Jameses there. In the midfield, our other, our other two starters are guaranteed to be O'Reilly and Atai. That, that, that goes without saying. They're the only options, really, that we've actually got in, those, in the, the two eight roles, as Ange likes to call them. So we've got a choice to make against six. McGregor, we says last week going to Tynecastle that Lear Beaton was the most natural fit for Callum McGregor being missing. And we weren't talking about football-wise, we were talking about experience-wise and how long he's been at the club, just experience-wise. I look at James McCarthy tonight. If Callum McGregor doesn't doesn't make it, James McCarthy comes in for me. But then I think Postacoglu may, may look to play Forrest just for experience. Colin? I wouldn't put it past him. Um, speaking about that experience, there, there is always this curveball when it comes to these games. Um, there's always one person that you say, where did he come from? Why is he starting? But it's always because these games are... <sighs> these games you can never go on form. These games you can never go on the game you've played before and these games you can never go on the last time that the two teams played because there is very little in terms of football and ability played in these games. It's all about the hustle and the fight that gets you through the 90 minutes. I mean, I watched a bit of that Hibs Hearts game yesterday and when you look at it, I'm going, before this game I'd have said, on paper, Hearts should win that game 2-3-0. Hibs have been poor over the last couple of weeks. But there was, there was no quality of football played at all. It was a, a fight in the middle of the park, basically. Some some crosses coming in, some good saves from the Hibs goalkeeper. 
it's going to be a very similar game, I think, for us tonight. When have you ever really went into a, a game that's a Glasgow derby and you've went, do you know what, the quality of football that was played in that game was absolutely outstanding. That's not what you get in these games. It's just a battle from minute one to minute 90. And, and probably 97, depending on who the referee is. Um, so Forrest has got that experience of having played there. A, a couple of people thinking that maybe his legs and that have gone, but I don't know. I, Again, he's going to come up against Borna Barisic tonight. Abada, as we said, great goal contribution, 12 goals, 8 assists already this season. But sometimes after 20 minutes, you just can tell that it's not going to be his day. Um, look, if McGregor doesn't play and McCarthy doesn't play, Forrest would be the only one, really, apart from Greg Taylor, with that sort of experience. So... You, <laughs> It's either you just kind of go with, we're just going to go with what our best team is, or it's we're going to go with what our strength, our kind of experience is to get us through the game. Both teams are kind of sitting like that. There's with the likes of Morelos not playing. Most of their team have played in a game like this before. Others have maybe only had one game of experience. It's whether that naivety, as you said earlier on, at the start, Kev, of not fully grasping what the importance of this game is, can actually play into a benefit for you because you just go and play your own game or you get caught up in it. And I've got to say, the ones that played Ibrox earlier in the season, I thought most of them played very, very well. But that experience I still have in guys like Ryan Christie, maybe not so much Odson Edward because he was hopeless that game, um, but players like that, I think it did help these guys settle in. So you may see someone like Forrest starting for that reason. Paddy Lather, eh, no good having experience if your legs are gone, Kev. My legs went many years ago, Paddy, eh, but I think you were talking about James McCarthy there. Um, I mean, the way I'm looking, the worry that I've got in the middle of the park, Brian, is Hattati and O'Reilly, both of them look done after 60 minutes mm-hmm. in the games that O'Reilly's played. He, he ended up doing 90 on Saturday, and I do not... I think it was just pure adrenaline got him through that 90 minutes and Atati, he looked quiet on, he was quiet on Saturday, he looked a bit jaded on Saturday but what we've got to remember is before he'd only played something like 130 minutes in the last five weeks so they're going to run out of steam they are going to run out of steam and that's a worry for me Yeah, it's, it's been a kind of part of the season it's been slightly for all the good that Celtic have displayed this season. You have to say that the two that continue things we've been chatting about is drop off late in the game and some of the wasted opportunities. Um, but you know, I think given the the fact we're, we're quite light squad wise because of injuries and stuff, I would imagine they probably have to play the ninety or as close to it as possible. I don't think there's a. I know. I'm sure if you had the options, you know, you could. You know, if you had. Roderick running the game and then O'Reilly coming on or, or vice versa that'd be lovely but we certainly don't have that option right so I suspect that you, you need to see them going through um, what are the, it's interesting you were saying Colin about falling out the window and stuff and the time that the, the, the physical fight because I think you're right especially I noticed that with the, the Edinburgh derby last night the only thing I would say is Costacoglu can be a real point of we play our way our system regardless of who our opponent is and I think if you look at the first um, Rangers game of the season, although we lost one now, I think we were the better team. And that was a team with players that were half leaving, no range squad in. Um, and I, I think I think we dominated. I think we played our way. 
it never turned into that physical battle. Um, the only danger was also uh, Hank Hollander scored uh, set piece, but you know, I think we had the same amount of shots as him, dominated possession, but we looked better, and that was with a decidedly weaker team than we've got now, and you know, players now have not been quite up to scratch with what Postacolo they wanted. So I think I think traditionally you're you're, you're spot on. I just think tonight, I think we'll impose what we want to do. And I don't think they'll have a choice to turn it into a physical thing. I think Hearts tried that and it it didn't work for them. I think it was only the only reason they came into the game is because they got that goal and then we dropped off. Um, so I think what we need to do is just play your own way. You know, don't worry about the physical aspect because your football will take care of itself. And as you as you rightly said as well, score early. Um, I mean, score early, that's key because there's no way they're coming back if we score early. I think the only way they'll get confidence is if it gets to that 60, 70 minutes and it's nothing each. Then they would start to think probably we can have this and that's when I might get worried. But I generally don't think it will come to that. In fact, I think Gigi will score within the first 15 minutes. Matthew Spence says Gigi just just needs to stay on the last man and be ready for the tapplings. That's a Postacoglu system. He doesn't yeah. ask. Yeah, he, he asks his centre forward to press, get in the box, and actually score goals. That's a, that's the metric that he is going to get that he is going to get me, uh, measured on. Rod, Robert Ingram, Yota will perhaps not last the ninety minutes either. That's a good point. He, he never lasted the ninety minutes at Tynecastle. He lasted sixty odds and. Form dropped once he went off at, at mm-hmm. Tynecastle last week. Uh, Danny Quigley, straight to the point. Danny, love it. Celtic will win the night. <laughs> I, I love that. Straight to the point. And uh, and I'm going to bring this one up. Neil Lennon. Big difference for us tonight is we have shown a togetherness and fight for each other. Recently, we didn't have that in the last two seasons. I think that person's missed the irony of their username when coming up with that statement. Or either that, that they know exactly what they were actually doing there. Very true. Very true. Colin, is this one or bust for the mighty hoops tonight? It's not necessarily bust, but the, the advantages you get from winning this game tonight, the momentum, the pendulum swing, as the, the old saying goes, would be massive. Um, I, I, I've always said you've got to treat each game 90 minutes. Every game's just a 90 minutes. You just go into you win that game over the 90 minutes and you keep seeing it right through. And if we do that for every single game this season and win them all, you win a league. It's, it's so simple when you say it like that. What it becomes difficult is when you're still nothing each with Dundee United after 89 minutes and you think, right, well, that's that plan at the Windy. We have to go into this tonight and just say, look, it's it's one game. As Postacoglu says, you're not going to get trophies for winning the league in February. You're not going to get them for winning it in October. It only comes down to what happens on the last game of the season and who's top after that. We need to go and win this game tonight for a momentum swing for us. The fact that we will be the ones in front and they will be the ones chasing from this point on because we haven't been there and it's been, what, well over 12 months, 18 maybe, since the last time that happened and it will be the first victory in there since we beat them at Ibrooks when Johnny Hayes scored and that mentally will be a massive boost for us. You think of 
going into these games and you go, right, well, it's, they've won the last six or seven or it's been eight since we last won one. If you just go in and say, well, we just won the last one, you've not got that pressure on you. It's, it's all mental games tonight and there'll be a lot of main games and I think you've already seen it from um, Ange and the way that he's come out with his press conferences. The, the way he absolutely put down that um, reporter yesterday saying, I'm not a liar. You can see he's he's just trying to get in the minds of a lot of people. He's done it all the way through January saying, our business is done, they went and signed somebody else. It, he's very, very intelligent and he'll not give anything away. You can be rest assured that if we win this game tonight, he'll come out and just say, I'm just looking forward to the game on Sunday. And that's it. But inside he knows how important this is for us in terms of where we want to be this season. So if we lose, he'll not he'll not see it as a deterrent. He'll just go back and he'll just start looking towards the game on Sunday and we'll build from it again. But if we win, you know inside he's going, right, my job is 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 really underway here. Brian, I says after the first game at Ibrox when I had a bit of a meltdown, a COVID-induced meltdown on a live broadcast that we wouldn't finish 25 points behind uh, Rangers, that we, we were shown signs of being better and I would would have been quite happy and me and you actually says this as well, look, when we, if we get to this point and we're still in contention. I'm really, really positive about this side. I think we're ahead of schedule. Um Will we win tonight? It might be a bridge too far for us. Who knows? But it's not going to change the positivity I feel about this football club. It's not going to change the positivity I feel about where we're going under Ange Postacoglu. It would be utterly magic to win this game tonight. Utterly would love to win this game tonight. But for me, it's no one or bust. There's still enough games to turn it round. There's still enough games to turn it round if it's a draw or or, or even a defeat. A, a, a defeat will sting. It will really sting. But at the moment... I, a draw a draw's fine for me at the moment because I think we're building momentum. I really do think we're building momentum. And when we get certain when we get certain players back, then we can we can feed into that running at the end of the season and put right pressure on them. Uh, that that's where I'm taught this is where McCallum McGregor thing comes from. I'm looking at 16 games. I'm not looking at one game. I'm looking at 16 games for between now and the end of the season. Hey, I hope we utterly stuff them tonight. But for me it's no one or bust. Certainly no one will bust. Um, I think the the the, the, the value in, <clears throat> the value in victory is so high though because I think defeat will crush them. I think if, they, if we lose tonight, God forbid, but if we want to win tonight, I still think we'll be fine, as you say. The fact is we're far ahead of schedule, we're still very much at the start of the process, which is excellent. Um, I think if they get beat, I, I think that's because as red, you can see they've not been playing well. The fans are, are getting a wee bit. AJ, you can always tell that by the Rangers fans that come in your comments because they're getting <laughs> a, wee bit, a wee bit worried, a wee bit excited. The wee Union Jacks are jittering and they're close. So um, I think uh, I think they know they're in trouble if they get beat tonight. Whereas irrespective of the result, I think we'll, we'll keep powering on and we're only going to get better and better. All that said, a comfortable 2-0 tonight. Colin, have you got a prediction? No. No, you haven't got a prediction. <laughs> Love it. I've not yeah. got a prediction either. Rather, that'll be in my seat the quarter past seven. That's only yeah. prediction. That's only that's, prediction. That's, I'll go with that as well. That's only prediction. That's my prediction. Well, there was people in the comments asking if it was all right for them to have a beer. 
Yes. And uh, uh, look, there you go, Brian. Brian says it's okay for Jews and, uh, and the comments to, 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 ha to have a beer. I'm going to bring up the last comment by Strange Love the Doctor again. Beating Rangers is inevitable. It's going to happen maybe even tonight. And that is quite true. Always remember there is always other games. Now, thank you very much, all you lovely human beings who have watched, who have listened, who have been in the comments. Even you that are in the comments wishing that you were really Celtic fans. We know that you're really wishing that you were Celtic fans. Uh, Celtic State of Mind will have uh, the match day tonight with Laura Bradburn and Kevin McCluskey. Also, the state of Scottish football will, will be on actually previewing the games from a more neutral point of view. But remember, everybody, these these games bring out the best and worst of everybody. So if you're going to the game, if you're going to your pub or anything like that, just be safe eh, and just be kind to each other. And I've only got one thing left to say. Come on, the leather belts, and let's get into them. See you later. Phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know it's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022, and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com/internet for details. This week on the Marketers Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, direct to consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeart Media gives you access to all, every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Sports